1: It's not fake! Running with the devil Woo-hoo!
0: Running with the devil I'll tell you all about it I found the simple life It's so simple When I jumped out I'm
1: <laughs> It's almost like you were surprised that we were doing a uh, podcast then.
0: (laughs) I'm still recovering from the comments that happened literally seconds before the countdown button was pressed, Magsy.
1: Oh, you mean the one where I said, this is why I don't work with idiots.
0: Yes, exactly. Calling me the aforementioned idiot, yes.
1: (laughs) Read into it what you
0: will. Well, it's just the usual levels of prep, was not it? I asked you a question about the format of the show. Uh,
1: yeah, and to, for, to give context, this isn't just me slating Sa. This is because with 39 seconds before we went live, <laughs> Sa said to me, "So how are we going about re- reviewing this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> with 40, well, um, less than 40 seconds to go.
0: In my in my defence, right, we've got. <laughs> I am an idiot. <laughs> in my defence, I've got the rough format of the show and you know other bits and bobs, notes and that, open to the side of the screen when the show first starts. So I can't I've actually see in the crayon
1: ca- usually.
0: Yeah, literally just sprawled on the screen. <laughs> no, like uh, so I can't see the countdown clock when we first go live. So this so is know. There's like, a second a... monitor. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and the wife have been talking about that, mate. You're talking about that. There's a uh, plans afoot to move a few oh, things around, so I, Lord. So I can get is out of why this. Why you've
1: been trying to drag me back into the podcasting world? No, no, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> so I can get out of this little corner and have a little bit more room to do things.
1: I, I, she's leaving you, and you'll have all the house to yourself. Right now. <laughs> she's
0: what? sick of my <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> sick of this bollocks. Uh, you spend all your time with a headset on stinking of air fryer sprites, you bastard. I'm going. I'm taking the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's not the case at all. Well, I hope it's not. Sharon, let us know in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> let us know, Sharon. Yes, sir. I'm sorry to tell
1: you like this in front of everyone, but yeah, we are through. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I'm taking the air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> no don't do that <laughs> oh but there we go mate there we go. it's very warm as well this evening in my house oh you want to be turning yeah. that gas off it'll cost you an absolute fortune yeah I, well i've been watching doctor who with charlie i just it downstairs and I said shine bloody hell it's hot down here you know and now i'm upstairs shut away in my little corner where i do this i'm roasting mate I'm, it's, it's almost like summertime again when i'm having to wipe the sweat from my brow as we record and yeah it's only february
1: Two days mm-hmm. away from my birthday, by the way.
0: I was about to ask about this because I know my birthday is on Sunday, so yours is very is. close as well. And cool. uh, so is that the eighth your one? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I should remember that because it's the same as Liv, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it is. So how are you? Go- how old will you be on the eighth, magsy Forty-three. Forty-three. That's that's grim, isn't it? Uh, grim. I'll be forty-two on Sunday. our Our lives will be 16 on wednesday and my darling lovely grandmother will be 92 tomorrow mate wow i know that's amazing Amazing stuff isn't it it is there we go
1: are you not going to do an intro today then no just flying straight in no well whatever (laughs) mate you know (laughs) High five!
0: Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from, this is Chain Wrestling Live with Max and Sai and SJP World Media Production, episode one hundred and eight. And was it seventy six live, now, Maxie?
1: Seventy six live. Yeah,
0: That's ridiculous. It's
1: Why have you put up with us for seventy six episodes?
0: I don't know, but I am very, very grateful. Very yeah, grateful. I am Cy, si, and with me as always is the Diamond Dallas page to my advancing age. We spoke about birthdays just then, so it does make sense. Quite topical, I think, for what we were talking about. The Titus Sinclair to my graying hair, and it is, mate, it's really bad. Especially when I turn my light on above there, I can see it all shining back at me. Hate it, mate. Hate it. You do have a look of Sal Baldina. Ooh, I'd, I'd, I'd take that. That guy was great, but we'll get to him later a podcaster who is always ready to rumble and even films it sometimes. Just don't tell Mrs. Maggs, she's unaware. Naughty, naughty. The podfather himself, Lord Maggs. Very Excuse close me, to
1: Mrs. Mrs. Mags is very aware that I film when I'm ready to rumble. Yeah. She's, okay. and she's absolutely disgusted in it. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, Maxie, who's joined us, mate? Who's joined us? Well, another another packed house full of
1: uh wrestling reprobates. We have got uh King's Pigs Bladder in very early saying very quiet and then started the ball rolling with Dan Griffin. Hello to you, sir. Um, <laughs> Cam Griffin in, in the in the chat as well. Hello. Uh, apparently Cam something wrong with Cam's toe. I mean mm, okay that's what happens when you avoid twitter like the plague um
0: <laughs> what, and, you get a bad toe
1: no <laughs> that you don't know about other people's bad toes
0: ah uh, okay yeah, yeah. um
1: Sharon, <laughs> uh, as is tradition uh it's monday night you know what that means um and then she gets a lots and lots of hellos charlie in the chat hello charlie how are you oh max what a shock to see you here at the same time almost every day. <laughs> in the almost that like we don't have a scar every now and again <laughs> so yeah we've we've had Sharon um saying that I told she told me not to mention your impending divorce we've mm. got Holly being told to to do her homework. <laughs> morty in the chat my former uh podcast Bit on the side for a day, I suppose it is. Um, Hello, sir. How are you? And everyone's favourite Maidstoneian Scottish Danny in the chat. (coughs) Hello, Scottish Danny. Who's ready to rumble? That's the game um, way of writing ready to rumble, the boxing game. So it's not that one, Danny. So unfortunately, we have to disappoint you. It's the
0: shitty wrestling film one. You've let everyone down there, Danny. Most importantly, I feel yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. A little bit of context for what Morty has said there, mind. It's Monday, release the squirrels, is his comment in the chat. We did a recording for the Murder of Mine podcast this week. And, you know, believe it or not, for a show that involves me, it took a little bit of a detour from the topic that we should be discussing. Um, i am shocked (laughs) there was a there was a reference to somebody being a a, a rubbish superhero and morty then chucked out surely the worst superhero of all time is the one that their superpower is that they can communicate with squirrels and i was like
1: that'd be an amazing superpower
0: well i was just like that's got to be something you've made up isn't it surely that can't be a real superhero because that is ridiculous so then during the recording i looked it up and Squirrel Girl is a real thing. She's part of what are these universes, Marvel, DC, whatever. She was in comics back in the early 90s, and her superpower is she can communicate with squirrels. Now, that's a very specific command power. Commander Squirrel <laughs> Army. <laughs> I thought Aquaman was shit because he can like, talk to fish. but this—that I mean, last... That is a terrible <laughs> power as well. It is. It is. <laughs> that's got to be the worst superhero ever, hasn't it? Do
1: you squirrel think we were Girl. running out of ideas?
0: and wow, just by the 90s, maybe.
1: sat there just drumming around the office and then a squirrel passes by the window that's it squirrel girl
0: <laughs> <laughs> and apparently wow. her her alter ego so like her version of Clark Kent uh she's a college student called Doreen so there's that a, a, that very popular
1: mid-90s name Doreen <laughs> Doreen yes indeed indeed <laughs> amazing that's a yes, squirrel
0: girl, man.
1: Dan Griffin, the worst supervillain, is Condiment King in DC. <laughs> What's is his that real power? He'll turn your mustard French.
0: <laughs> is that a real thing, Condiment King? Jesus it must be way. if he's throwing it out there. I guess, but that's a that's squirrel maybe a...
1: girl killed Thanos <laughs> in, in one comic. I think Jesus, we've well, avoided the 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 snap and killed off one of the most powerful villains in comic book history. So don't you be slagging off Squirrel Girl.
0: Or anymore. her sidekick, don't Monkey read. Joe. No, Monkey Joe. <laughs> Is her, that her actual Joe. sidekick? You, you, go onto, you go onto her Wikipedia, okay, Squirrel Girl's Wikipedia, and there's, first of all, a cartoon image on her, and she looks fucking ridiculous for a start. she got this massive tail coming out the back of her jeans. It's stupid. And then... You look down and I suppose with ever superhero Wikipedia pages, you've got the likes of you know her superpowers listed, and um, having a big tail is one of them. again, I don't see how that's a benefit, but there we go, the and balance. then a bit further, well, maybe, and then a bit further down, there's reference to people she's associated with, and one person well, there's only a couple there listed, but one of them is somebody called Monkey Joe, so yeah, so
1: that gives me two concerns. One, that your podcast Murdering Mind Mm -hmm. went on this weird tangent about a squirrel superhero. Yep. And then two, you did more research into finding out about Squirrel Girl (laughs) than you've ever done for any part of this podcast, 108 episodes in. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I feel I've been usurped by Morty as your favorite (laughs)
0: <laughs> everyone who listens to the murder in Mind podcast will be very happy to know that that show is edited and the the, the 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 series series edited. two of the show uh, and series two of that show is back on friday via the sjp world media network uh this is i think is episode four five we've got to so we've got a few in the bank and you'll all be very happy to know i have cut none of that out so you can all listen to our squirrel girl conversation <laughs> <laughs> you've been blessed people <laughs> you're so so lucky <laughs> maxi good week then mate good week
1: uh, yeah, uh, not too bad. I got a sneaky offer about maybe returning to the podcast fold, which I'm mulling over. Uh, but yeah, um, a bit of a uh, a weird weekend. UFC wasn't on till six o'clock in, in the morning on Sunday, so that threw my schedule way out of kilter. So six I spent,
0: o'clock in the morning it started. Yeah, it was. So is that better weird.
1: than no. two a.m. for it? No. Because the prelim started at 3 Uh a.m. So the main card started at 6 a.m. Right, okay. So all because another uh, MMA company was having a show, so they didn't want to clash. Uh, So yeah, I spent yesterday like a zombie. But I did watch the end of Happy Valley, which was amazing. Never seen it, mate. Fuck off. I've not. I've not seen it. I haven't. It's one of the best shows there's ever been
0: yeah see i heard this and then uh, look, twitter was full of it saying so, you know, i i you know happy valley's amazing and all this sort of stuff and i was like oh perhaps we should check that out and then i realized it was like the last episode they're the, making the
1: <laughs> very last they're not <laughs> making anymore yeah and it's been seven years since the last season as well there's only oh, 18 okay. episodes altogether, so you can easily
0: catch up but it's yeah it's a brilliant show There we go, Sharon. Something for us to watch together, my love. (laughs) If you're interested, let us know in the chat, Sharon. Perhaps this will save our marriage, Max. (laughs) I
1: mean, fingers crossed. (laughs) Did you watch NXT this weekend? No. uh, I don't think I did. Is it the Vengeance Day?
0: Yeah. That that
1: premium live event. Uh, No, but I heard there was a a really bad injury, though. Okay. Somebody
0: knackered their finger, didn't
1: they? Yeah. Was it... um, Dominic
0: uh, uh, See, I don't know I'm asking if you've seen it I've not seen it
1: I've seen the pictures of his of his finger trying to hail a cab on its own
0: <laughs> brilliant
1: it's <a> lit <laughs> it's about 45 degrees uh, yeah. his finger it's been straight yeah it's pretty pretty
0: grim yeah no, I've, I've not seen the. I've seen the picture of the finger. I've not seen the pay per view or anything like that. So no, I've not. So that brilliant bringing that up. Excellent. Should we just go to the Hall <laughs> of Lame Then we... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we shall. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of oh. What you got for us, mate?
1: Yeah. So after a week off from the Hall of and I've got. A bit of a doozy one and um i'm i'm quite proud of this one so anyone who knows me uh, as a wrestling fan will know that um my favorite wrestler is is and probably always will be chris jericho um the the amount of times that guy has been able to reinvent himself uh and stay relevant even now when he's got a dad bod um and he's wrestling for AEW is still as a way of uh of, of changing his character and adding uh wrinkles to to make himself relevant uh and he's he's done some really historic things in wrestling as well uh none more so than the time he became the first ever wwf uh undisputed champion when uh-huh. uh, when he won both the belts on one night uh, in a in a tournament where he beat uh, the Rock and and Stone Cold, and that piece of history will will never be able to be taken away from him. But I think a lot of people from uh, that whole kind of uh, attitude and going into the ruthless aggression era uh, do see that that um, timeline of wrestling with rose coloured glasses because his reign as champion didn't last that long. I think it was he won the title at, at vengeance uh, yeah, in December, December and then lost the title at, at wrestlemania um and in that time he only actually really had one feud uh because the the pay-per-view after um vengeance i think he wrestled the rock which was a continuation of the the vengeance and then he wrestled stone cold so that feud was still continuing he then, uh, after that, went into the, the 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 feud that led into into WrestleMania, which was against uh, the Lord and Savior of Wrestling himself, Triple H.
0: <laughs>
1: now, um, this this match should have been so easy to book for. You had Triple H, the Royal Rumble winner, and you had Chris Jericho, um, two guys at the time on top of their game. This this would this would light up any pay-per-view and was well worthy of being a WrestleMania headline match. But WWF have a, a a fascination with um, adding to a storyline that um, elements that it really doesn't need. Mm -hmm. And in this one, the elements was this wasn't about Chris Jericho. This wasn't about the titles this was about Stephanie versus Triple H. So Jericho, the world champion, the headliner of WrestleMania, was playing second fiddle to Stephanie and Triple H and their divorce. And, and too wasn't it? And to put the 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 final cap on this for me was Jericho. Two weeks up uh, into the run up to WrestleMania, was babysitting. Triple H's dog whilst Triple H and Stephanie <laughs> were uh, were going through their divorce proceedings absolutely ridiculous um the match at WrestleMania was an absolute banger probably the best match on that pay-per-view uh it's only really overshadowed because it it was essentially um following um the Rock and Hogan which was the biggest match uh, at, at the time, but yeah, my uh entry for the Hall of Fame this week is Jericho, the first ever undisputed WWF champion, and the the headliner of WrestleMania had to babysit Triple H's dog while Stephanie and Triple H discussed their divorce.
0: It's just nonsense, wasn't it? It could have and, been so good. And what really, what really stings about it is
1: they They clearly had no faith in jericho uh, it was this was not about him, and it took nearly six years before he got the world title again just oh. absolutely absolutely ridiculous um but like I said, great match, so definitely go back and watch it but yeah just not not impressed with the 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 storyline for this match at all. Did't the dog get run over it did because Jericho tied it to a car. Um, oh. and then he got run over. Yeah. And Triple H also uh, claimed that he owned Stephanie's Corvette, and when she wanted it back, he, he'd give her half of it back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, it was an absolute waste, wasn't it, of of that historic night at Vengeance. and they
1: didn't I mean, if need you- all that story, though. That's the best no. thing. They didn't
0: need all that story. But the well, man's... Tri- you think about it. Triple H won the rumble. It was his comeback from that horrific injury he suffered. Yep.
1: That's the story. All the pieces itself. were there. All the yeah. pieces were there.
0: That's all it needed to be.
1: But no. Stephanie and Triple H had to be uh top billing with their ridiculous uh storyline
0: where they were getting divorced.
1: faked fake pretty- pregnancy as well. Let's uh, not let's yeah. let's throw that in there
0: yeah so much nonsense in such a short period <laughs> yeah that's a great show mate that's a great show uh joining it this week is well I, I decided i was going to do something i haven't done for a little while for the hall of Lame segment research I, yeah well there was some research that you cheeky bastard <laughs> <laughs> uh we've had what you just put in title reigns there's been feuds there's been wrestlers themselves and so on we haven't had an event going for a little while i think the last event we put in was december to dismember maybe yes is that the last one don't br- don't bring that monstrosity up on
1: this podcast ever again
0: no yeah, that was that's not, gone not i think i've got a pay-per-view that's worse than december to dismember
1: i mean i can probably name a couple
0: Mm. Uh, is it cage match that people rate stuff on? Isn't it? It is. Yeah. Cage match thinks this is the worst, it's, worst it's WWE pay per view of all time.
1: The worst WWE one. Mm. Mm. Now I was thinking the the ridiculous Legends of Wrestling tour that they did was that. Oh it, yeah, that in was Australia? crap.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Legends of Wrestling, quick shout out for One Man's Meat podcast. Scottish Danny and Chris Bellis covered that pay per view on an episode i don't think it was a very particularly recent one but i've gone back and been listening to yeah all i think it was like
1: on. the the first or the second episode
0: i think absolutely brilliant show so go and check out one man's meet there with danny and chris bell really really good stuff but yeah this is a lot more recent than that this is only what three years ago now i suppose okay can't I have one last guess no okay fine you should I <laughs> play the game um, <laughs> royal I'm rumble like- 2020 no 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 no. i would like to chuck in super showdown 2020 oh, oh. Mm. and what i'll do now that is our very australia one line. wasn't it uh, this no it was there was one of them in australia this one i think was back in saudi again wasn't it okay so i run through the card because i think it speaks for itself and it's typical wwe nonsense bullshit booking all the stuff that we hated a couple of years ago until triple h kind of came in and fixed a few things this show almost epitomizes everything that we as wrestling fans despised about the wwe Uh, first of all we had a dark match the oc luke gallows and carl anderson they defeated the viking raiders so i bet that was exciting for everyone who was there we then had a gauntlet match with numerous talents like andrade bobby lashley r-truth aj styles all you know, handy in the ring, at least, some even better. But it was won by The Undertaker, who turned up completely at random and spent four minutes in the ring, destroyed AJ Styles at the end and, you know, won that gauntlet contest for some strange 2 wake mountain trophy. The, yeah, 2 wake, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, so highly prestigious, I imagine. (laughs) Highly prestigious. Uh, (laughs) We did have a tag team title match and a title change because The Miz and Morrison beat The New Day. So there was that. That went nearly a quarter of an hour. Potentially the highlight of the card, maybe. And then it was all downhill from there. Well, we had a singles contest. Angel Gaza defeated Humberto Correa. Main event anywhere in the world, Mags. I'm sure you'll agree. (laughs) 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 Main event as in the the WWE show main event. Mm, Yes. Um, Potentially the best guy they had on their roster at this time in ring, Seth Rollins, was in a tag team contest with his mate Murphy. And they retained their championships against the Street Profits and were barely given 10 minutes. So that was a good use of talent there. Uh, Mansoor obviously had a match and won and then was, you know, tucked away in his box again until the next time they go to Saudi Arabia <laughs> um <laughs> we then come to I'm going to skip the title matches because I'm going to speak about those last we had Roman Reigns he was facing King Corbin in a steel cage match so yeah there's that Bailey defeated Naomi in a match that is quite historic because it was two ladies wrestling on a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view so that is quite mm-hmm. important I suppose but the real big issue I have with this 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 card is we have a WWE title match and we have a universal title match when the belts were separate and neither match went longer than three minutes brought Les- Lesnar defeated ricochet in one minute 30 seconds Goldberg then defeated the fiend if you remember that fantastic booking decision they made then in two minutes 59 seconds both title matches combined went less than five minutes <laughs> ridiculous now you look down that show you know you look down that card you've got so much talent involved whether it's in ring talent or character wise i mean goldberg at this point but of course he's not talented in the ring but character wise you can do stuff with him Mm -hmm. you know the fiend is obviously at the height of his powers at this point he is the champion so that's quite a big deal and then you've got in ring talent like aj Styles, seth Rollins, and so on but yeah it I watched that pay-per-view, I was excited for that pay-per-view, and it's one of the worst things I have ever seen, and it's I'm, I'm amazed that in 2020, I still got surprised and let down by WWE, but yes, I was a mug, I got my hopes up, and I was still let down and surprised by WWE. So, going in for me this week, Magsy is Super Showdown 2020. I mean,
1: there's a reason why that show didn't um, didn't tickle your fancies because it wasn't aimed at you. It wasn't even aimed at the typical WWE audience of, of, of kids. It was all for the whims of uh, Sheikh, whatever is called, um, of, of Saudi Arabia and for the whims of Vince McMahon. Yeah, the, those wrestling shows in Saudi are not for wrestling fans. They are for mm. money. That is it.
0: And it's a bloody disgrace.
1: It is. It is. But it's the world we live in.
0: There we go. Our entrance into this week's Hall of Lame on Chain Wrestling Live. We have Super Showdown 2020 and the Triple H, Chris Jericho nonsense feud over a dog, half a car and a divorce going into WrestleMania 18. Both, I think, very worthy entrance, Mag I absolutely agree we half of them, anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's have a quick scan through the chat, my friend, shall we, before we dive on to our non-wrestling topic this week?
1: Uh, We shall. Um, So Dan has provided more context about Condiment King. He was in the 90s animated Batman series, had ketchup and mustard guns, was intended as a piss take of the 60s Batman TV villains. That's mean, because the 60s Batman TV villains were were iconic. I mean as oh. C- uh, it Caesar Romero as the Joker? Brilliant character.
0: All um, the all their like underground layers were on the wonk though, weren't they?
1: <laughs> Everything on that show was on the wonk. <laughs> they touched the wall. You could see it wobble. <laughs> yeah. Um and um Morten singing our once-in-a-lifetime uh, theme tune, It's the and Max Show. and Max Show. Um Scott Stanley says the Moy and Max show coming soon to SJP. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe, but probably not. Um Cam saying <laughs> that Dominic Dajak can now point her at corners now. It was a proper mingy break. And for him, he was just so calm when he would take a photo of it, though. Jesus wept. Uh Danny really appreciates our review of that pay-per-view yeah But well, we like to be topical and also mm-hmm. totally not uh not in in touch so that's that's. we that. spoke
0: about vengeance to be fair we did. it was just vengeance 2001 <laughs> yeah just tw- <laughs>
1: 20 odd years ago yeah uh, more is saying that we are nothing if not professional and Sharon just laughing at us. <laughs> um Mo says I know they're talking about uh, I know they're talking about their uh, positions above the bodies. or oh, their positions above the bodies are too distracting this week. Say is even wearing the same colour. Ah, oh yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I didn't even notice uh, that.
0: I didn't even twig you. Well,
1: so you're uh, Sh- um Sean Sugar Daddy Hawkins then.
0: And you're bogs. I'm not, I'm the law. <laughs> More about that later.
1: Sai is <laughs> so going to put Squirrel Girl in the Hall of Lame. I mean, that he'll use that research again. I guarantee oh, yeah. before the next hundred shows, we will get another research of Squirrel Girl.
0: To be fair, we probably won't because I've not written any of that down, so there's no way I'm gonna remember it.
1: Jesus. <laughs> so Dan Griffin he's got a sh- uh, got to shoot out be back in a bit or uh, hurry up back Dan because I believe he's gone for uh, for a shit um and that's definitely a euphemism from Dan uh, and then <laughs> King's Pigs but i saying bad Dan so yeah that's the chat all caught up
0: with Awesome stuff, mate. Awesome stuff. So, shall we uh, dive on into our non-wrestling topic then, Mag? Oh, before we do, actually, I suppose, um, as is the way the show is running now, next week, the second edition of Mags versus Sai. Looking forward to that. I loved it last mm-hmm. week. So, yeah, exciting times, mate. Exciting yeah. times.
1: So, we need to discuss a topic for for next weeks and i may outsource some of my questions so stay tuned to your twitter dms people interesting interesting Mm -hmm. anyway let's let's discuss this non-wrestling topic
0: nwt time oh no wrestling talk here it's the non-wrestling topic
1: Lovely, nice, lovely, nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely.
0: <laughs> filthy, filthy belch.
1: Um, <laughs> that that with the smoke cloud coming from you, then it looked like you had literally just done that belch.
0: Brilliant. You did that belch <laughs> and all the
1: smoke came out.
0: Oh this week's non-wrestling topic is well, I suppose I better I'll give you my and put forward topic about this my, my, the reason this is going to be discussed today the inspiration for this segment i suppose uh is my interactions with netflix this week and the terrible customer service i received basically uh netflix sent me god knows how many emails reminders etc saying that the bill needed to be paid which is fine that happens you know um i paid it but they didn't stop Max. if anything they intensified To the point where I'm thinking, I'm getting bloody harassed by a streaming service here. What the hell is going on? So I contacted Netflix and the money's left the bank, everything's done and dusted. And the chat I had online via the app with a Netflix customer service representative was nothing short of fucking disgusting. This guy basically explains to me that because there was a few days gap between last month running out and this month's payment, they needed to run a test on my card, even though it's been the same card for the last, I don't know, few years. So the payment they took was a test payment. I will receive that back sometime in the next 30 working days.
1: You dumb motherfucker. I
0: was like, okay. How how does that make sense? And I've got the, I've got the whole conversation screenshot and everything. so I can, I can show people what this idiot was saying. So I was okay, so where, do this, where does this leave me? And I basically got told, well, you still owe the money for the bill.
1: But they had the money. They took the money.
0: Ah, and there lies the problem. <laughs> and this is why I got quite cross. So this is you know it, just absolute nonsense. And this conversation went on for a very long time, round and round and round in circles, to the point where I ended up just saying to the guy, this is ridiculous. This is disgusting customer service. I'm effectively you know, we have the um the multi screen job so you know the kids can log in and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It's like it's like fifteen, sixteen quid, which is already a lot of money. I said you're expecting me to pay over thirty pounds for a service that is only it's only supposed to cost me fifteen. You know, I've got to pay you twice. And he's oh yeah, but you'll have the money back in thirty days. It's like that's not the point. You've taken my money. So they're borrowing essentially borrowing some money off you. Yeah. So I, I can't, that £15 of mine, you're saying, yes, it is mine, it's going to be returned. That £15, I can't spend for 30 days because you've got it just to test my card. When it's the same sodding card. And the way I paid, it even came up on the app to say, are you using a card that is already registered with us? I clicked yes, only had to enter two numbers and it was done. So they're already aware of the card. It's the most ridiculous, nonsense, bullshit back and forth I've ever had in my life. So that kind of got me thinking. Customer service, whether you're the customer or you're the person providing the customer service, what's the best, worst examples of customer service you can think of? And we had loads come in, magazine, didn't we? We did.
1: Everybody hates customer service. That's facts.
0: Mm, it does seem that way mate it does seem that way uh i will run through them in the order they arrived into us on twitter mags so get ready for that yeah. <laughs> uh, uh mgb graham at mgb graham on twitter. nailed it what's that
1: i got it I, I guessed which one came in first and i got it right
0: fantastic there we go let's see if we can do that for the rest of the show
1: no, that's okay. not possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Graham says, as I am currently trying to book a car for my next trip back to England, I am reminded of the amazing customer service we had last time. We hadn't booked ahead and there was a shortage. We got a great upgrade at no extra cost after credit card constantly declined even after calls. So that's good customer service. So That's, fair play. that's a good start.
1: yeah. So yeah. maybe not everybody hates customer service.
0: No, maybe not, mate. Maybe not. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob is slightly more negative with his experience, Max.
1: (laughs) This is where the downhill comes.
0: I I think Graham is the peak. Graham is the happy. You should have saved that one until last, really, shouldn't we? Because that was the happy (laughs) one to end on. Um, Rob says, BT have the absolute worst customer service I've had. Multiple rumbles with them over the years. One time they were coming to fix the Wi-Fi. I waited all day. No sign. Rang up and they claimed they'd been and I was out, which was untrue. They claimed they knocked on the black side door. I said I didn't have a side door and none of my doors were black. They're white. The rep said it must have been a shadow that looked like a door they knocked on.
1: (laughs) It's off. That's grim. Uh, BTR douchebags are They're absolute
0: douchebags. We had BT for our internet a long time ago, and it was just an absolute nightmare. It was horrific, mate. I mean, you know? Virgin and and not much better. No, Virgin are a pain, but at least with Virgin, I feel I can get a hold of someone. They might not be able to bloody help me, but I can get a hold of them.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they will <laughs> offer you a new deal and knock a little bit off your bill.
0: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, he says, "My sister was in Greg's a few years ago and purchased a freshly baked, delicious pasty." Upon biting into it, however, she was met with a long grey hair inside it. Instant bin job. Oh. Oh, that's horrid. I mean that's not a good to look. be fair to
1: the people at Greg's, the the pasties are delivered. They're not made fresh in store, they're delivered frozen and, and then baked. So that was some that wasn't the customer service, that was the the prep, but Jesus web, can you imagine? That's one of my massive phobias: of other people's body parts in in
0: food. There, <laughs> other people's body parts in your life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mean, that's not a phobia. Okay, that's a kink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At pigs' bladders on Twitter, they say the automated phone systems that piss me off. You spend preach. oh, you spend three hours preach. What what was that? (laughs) That that means I I
1: agree with him so wholeheartedly that he's preaching to the choir.
0: Right. Okay. I I, I knew what it meant. It just sounded really strange coming from a 43-year-old man from Burnley. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down with the kids. Okay. If you say so. Uh, You you spend three hours navigating the complex options, looking for the one that that will actually take you through to a real person only to be placed in a huge queue. And just when you think you're about to get through, the line goes dead. Oh, so many times. Whether it's the council, Virgin Media, used to be horrific for that as well, didn't it?
1: It did. And now you're getting it online with uh, the chat box. You think you're mm. you you go, uh, you're getting someone real who you're talking to, and it's just a robot just giving, like, um, algorithmed answers. Yeah, it's annoying as fuck. I hate it phone systems like that, and then when you get um, you get sent to uh, a call centre in India as well, that's mm. ridiculous. That annoys me. Oh so, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Kingspings matter.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Call centre. It's so frustrating because you just want to speak to a real person, and then mm-hmm. the majority of the time when you get through to a real person, they're a fucking idiot and they don't help you anyway.
1: Yeah. It's because there's so little actual people picking up the phones that they, they put you on hold for so long, they expect you to hang up mm. so yeah. that they, they don't have to deal with you.
0: It's ridiculous. Very quick to get hold of you when you've not paid your bill though.
1: Yeah. And charge you um, a, a practice test for you. Yeah. For that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a new one on me. That's a brilliant one.
0: Fuck you, Netflix. Um, <laughs> Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin at 21 on Twitter. He says had surprisingly bad customer service from harris's years back ordered my dad a fancy port and cheese thing for christmas nominated delivery for the monday of my week off near christmas didn't arrive two days on hold finally got through on twitter on the thursday they promised delivery on the friday didn't show up on the friday afternoon on hold spent a whole week waiting in for this package it got delivered in the hour i left the house on saturday to my dad (laughs) brilliant uh totally hung out to dry and wasted a week off just sat at home waiting for a bit of cheese man
1: i know i mean it sounds like a heavenly job uh but deliveries de- i mean as bad as phone uh automated phone calls are delivery companies are are the are the worst they're fucking horrible
0: mm. yeah it's funny because we've got a few that come here and a couple of them are signed no problem at all but then there's one or two i don't sharon will probably say in the chat but there's one or two that companies that deliver to us like whether it's for sharon's business or whatever that have these really odd practices so i mean again i've got a picture of it that i can put up on the twitter to, you know people can see it it's it's funny now yeah, out of context but at the time it was incredibly frustrating something was being sent some products for for sharon's business and we weren't in I arrived home first. Sharon said, there's the delivery due. And I was like, whereabouts, it, it, whereabouts is it? And so on. And they, uh, but I think the message to Sharon was it, was, it was like by the hedge or near the hedge or now where our, where our wheelie bin is, it's kind of cut into a hole in the hedge. So it's like a little bit you can tuck. I was like, oh, okay, sign now. Yeah. Looked all around there. Couldn't see it. Looked up. It was literally wedged into the top of the hedge, just sticking out. they through on it over the hedge. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's funny uh, now looking back, but at the time. Was that company come... Every?
1: Oh. Was it Hermes or I think they're now called every
0: Maybe uh, Sharon again will confirm in the uh in so, the chat, I suppose. Um, but I think Hermes she's had problems with, yeah.
1: I recently had uh, a lot of fun with uh with Hermes. So um Mrs. Mags, she's uh, got a new um fad, I suppose I call it. Um She's really getting to uh, resin art, making things with that, uh, resin and glitter and, and things like that. Um oh, okay. So uh, I ordered her a new uh, desk to work on because she didn't want to uh, get resin all over. So I just thought so i get her a new desk. Uh, and if she, uh cheap and cheap or what, if she ruins it with resin, no harm, no foul. So we ordered one uh, and everything. Was the delivery company assigned to it, and instantly you get a shudder. So it was due to come um, <laughs> on a Tuesday. Um, so we we were we were in waiting for this uh, for this delivery, and we get uh, an email saying uh, delivery has been attempted. And I'm like, no, no, it hasn't. Nobody's mm. even knocked on the door. Never man attempted to, to deliver but they take photos of, of of your house to prove that they've been but the photo that they took was taken clearly from inside a van right because you can see like the reflection and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was also a snowy day um and the only footprints going up and down the drive were our footprints there were no um footprints of anybody else so i contacted uh, every got the automated chatbot um and they said it will be attempted to be delivered the next day. Comes to the next day, and uh, we get a message saying that the 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 delivery is on hold uh, because it is too big of an item. They need to get a specialist uh, delivery person to deliver it, and they would inform us when that was going to happen. Um, they never informed us of that. It never it never happened at all. Um, we were just <laughs> in this limbo of, of, um, not having the item we, 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 uh, ordered and also not knowing when they were coming to deliver it. Um, so I canceled the order, um, told the seller, look, you, you have to deal with this. It says on every website, uh, if you're having problems, contact the seller and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go with them. So I ordered a different desk. That came a couple of days later, as uh, promised. And then the the desk we'd originally ordered was delivered about two days later.
0: Fantastic.
1: So the missus got two new desks to resin on because every couldn't deliver one in the first place.
0: Fucking absolute shambles, mate. Absolute shambles. It's ridiculous. ab our good buddy ab at official ab underscore pos on twitter they say while working for a national isp what's an isp internet service provider ah okay we had a repeat caller from a daycare owner thought her husband was xkgb well (laughs) <laughs> the owner thought her husband was ex-KGB spying on her and would call to ask us what each box was in her basement in case of bugs. It was just the router and the phone equipment. And the account wow. name, the uh, the Aknarim, was actually KKK as well. Oh, Jesus dear.
1: Christ, I would, have, I would have cut their service, Ralph. <laughs> Ex-KGB spying on his wife and also... Part of the Cricut club brilliant mm,
0: quite a combination there mate quite a combination <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant uh, ja at yam alright on twitter a negative for bo- a negative was for m- a negative was for me was working customer service at a call center a parent called on christmas eve as a delivery failed they put their child on the phone and told me to explain why they weren't getting their christmas present oh dear 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 oh my <laughs> god
1: I've seen um, a TikTok of a woman complaining to a a company. Um, She left it till, um, I think it was like the 23rd, to put her order in for her son's uh, Christmas present. And she was giving the the customer service loads of grief, saying, you're going to have to explain to my son why his present won't be there for Christmas. And the customer service was like, you ordered it, yesterday there's no way we can deliver it today and yeah it was just hilarious
0: that is terrible isn't it my goodness it is uh uh, they continue though a good one was when they went to paris last year with the missus for their 10-year wedding anniversary Uh, got their room upgraded free of charge for basically just being polite there was an american couple in front of us being rude and loud checking in we waited patiently in line and got a fancy room
1: i hope hope they swap rooms
0: i hope the americans had
1: paid for an expensive room and they got downgraded because of it
0: yeah there's no need to be rude to people who work in in retail or customer service or anything like that
1: it's such a a hard job to deal with because people are just entitled
0: Mm, yeah exactly Okay. says
1: those slagging off customer service.
0: Yeah, but these are stupid customer service people. They're not like, you know, uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin, 21 on Twitter. He says had plenty of crazy customers working in retail. One old fella used to walk in the road and step in front of cars so he could shout at people for nearly hitting him. He would then pretend to be deaf in the store. Fantastic! <laughs> a woman who regularly used a store mobility scooter stunk to the point where you could smell her before you saw her. <laughs> okay. One day the scooter broke down. The other was in use, and she toddled off fine, carrying her bags. And then staff realised she pissed herself. So stinky stinky piss had to be cleaned up. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, clean up on aisle four, please. Yeah. Uh, maybe this one's worse. Oh, Um, I'm just saying it. Dan continues. One old fella shot himself and left a trail of turd breadcrumbs down the butcher's aisle had to seal off the entire fresh produce section due to fecal contamination. (laughs) (laughs) Butchers did rock paper scissors to see who had to clean it up. There was a lot of food wasted that day, man. You know, that's a bad day at work. If, the, the term fecal contamination is ever used. You know that day has not gone Well,
1: <laughs> or oh, the term turd breadcrumbs.
0: <laughs> oh man, um, uh, I've been waiting for this now since we posted this topic because we are getting to our good buddy Stevo at Total Stevo on Twitter, and we all know how much he, well, shall we say, encounters difficult people in his work. Everybody say what time is it? Is Stevo. says, Working in retail, unlike driving in London, I have hundreds of stores a day, let alone across years. I can't give specifics, but frustrations I have with the stupidity or laziness of customers. (laughs) Laziness was in capital letters as well, just to really emphasize the point. Uh, the usual one would be a customer walks through the door and immediately asks where the alcohol is or the milk and cereal. Essentially, a very common product. Just look, these products have their own oil. It's not a rare foreign sauce that's mixed in with <laughs> pasta, for example. <laughs> <laughs> We're not hiding the milk from you, you <laughs> crazy old bastard. Go, Just go to the fridge. <laughs> uh, when customers ask me if whatever certain product has a certain ingredient in it, and I literally do as they should and read the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless they're blind read it yourself <laughs> I, I
1: don't wow would you i don't get why you would pester someone working at a supermarket for something yeah. you could literally find out quicker
0: yeah exactly ridiculous absolutely insane uh, a lot of elite fpl members find the whole meal flower story hilarious and reminds me regularly uh, essentially, a woman asked if the wholemeal flour in her hand was wholemeal. This went on what seemed like five hours explaining it was. <laughs> Man, I'd like i to tell you what, being a fly on the wall for just a couple of hours of steve O's shift at work would be fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, I, I'd love to. No witness. wonder he, he's, he's bold. He yeah. doesn't shave his head. He just rips his hair out
0: yeah exactly <laughs> in one of the worst mcdonald's in london oxford circus branch complete shit shithold he's put here the girl behind the till's attitude absolutely stank i literally had to say who the fuck do you think you're talking to i'm not a fucking robot <laughs> she looked at me in horror realizing i wasn't the typical foreign tourist they get in there oh my goodness All of the above happened just yesterday. (laughs) He's forgot all
1: that in just one day. (laughs) A lifetime of stories. And that's just a day in the life of Steve-O.
0: Best experience, though, Steve-O says. I used to give a Nando's in Plymouth uh, in in my own time many years ago to do fantasy football research. I used to use, sorry, the Nando's. The same waiter was always there. A very sweet, polite bloke in his late 40s. Treated normally without patronizing you i.e. every five minutes asking how your food is or constantly asking if you want dessert i genuinely wrote a nice comment about him on their website surprisingly the sales assistants in harrods are usually very friendly but i haven't been for years but they treat you again normally not in a patronizing way yeah and that's a big thing isn't it as well you know i suppose it's what it comes to the stereotyping i mean there's been places i've walked into and i look a certain way you know with, with the long hair and whatever what did you say
1: wow like, like, like
0: homeless homeless brilliant thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they just you know certain customer service representatives take one look at you and just just, just don't want to talk to you instantly or judge to, to, yeah, yeah yeah exactly
1: so you're the pretty woman of gloucester aren't you uh, uh, well you'll go into a shop and everyone will sneer at you and then you'll you'll whip out your, your bank card and then you'll go big mistake people i'll take (laughs) i'll buy my clothes
0: from somewhere else (laughs) i whip out my bank card and say you wait when netflix (laughs) refunds up 15 quid you're gonna regret this (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna be spending it in here Again, fantastic Gloucester accent mags. <laughs> um, <laughs> steve says, I'll finish on clearly a mentally ill individual, essentially screaming at me because I intimidated them. Despite the fact I was helping them look for their lost keys. <laughs> oh my God. Where does Steve-O live? I know it's London, but my God.
1: He must just attract the worst people ever. Yeah.
0: Uh, eventually he left, Steve-O continues, screaming his way out the shop. Oh yeah, bloke was getting frustrated, understandably, that self-service was not scanning or weighing properly. He grabbed the stuff, slammed on another self-service, still didn't work, and decided to do a Booker T style, kick over the top of his head that he used to do, The cola bottle ex- and the cola bottle exploded. <laughs> I was on my break, paying on self-service next to him. I just turned to him and had to politely say, what are you doing? And then I hold on. I thought and decided to then say, what the fuck was that? You prat?" (laughs) (laughs) The man proceeded to apologize again. All this happened yesterday. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) And as ever, you wonder why I'm now actively looking to leave my job. I fucking hate it. He says here.
1: (laughs) That was, that was all yesterday.
0: What? a (sighs) What a
1: grim day it is working retail. Yeah, man.
0: Those self-scan things, they, they piss me right. Sharon will say in the chat as well, no doubt. If I ever do go shopping with her or we both go to a shop at the same time, apparently it's really like difficult being with me because... Hmm.
1: <laughs> I get that I, I understand where she's coming from.
0: Uh, the self-service <laughs> staff, for example, I get quite annoyed with. <laughs> And i mean first of all i like to go to a till because i like i like the people to, you know they're they're doing their job and and so on you don't want the robots taking everyone's jobs dear this isn't fucking terminator yeah. you know so but at the same time when you go to these self-service things and it says you know you you, you put the basket down here but then it doesn't register the baskets there so you scan your first item and then it starts saying put it in the bagging area and yeah. before you know it oh, unexpected item in the bagging oh. area before you know it, I've really lost my rag and it's just so, so it's frustrating for me. So I can't imagine what it must be like for Sharon watching to be fair.
1: What's, what's worse for us. Uh, I don't know if you have this down in, in deep dark glass, but our local supermarkets now have not only a self scanning area, but they also have where you get the, 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 the guns where you scan as you go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, every, see, they're not too bad. No, but every, th- that's fine. You can go on. You can you can beep beep at your heart's content. But then when you get to pay, yeah, and this and this, uh, we are, we don't believe that you've got these items. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> member of staff is coming to check, and it's, it's it's every single time. So why not just have that member of staff on a till? to just Mm. scan things so they know what's happening instead every time we have to have a member of staff rummaging through our shopping for particular items that the machine is telling them to scan in case we've stolen something
0: (laughs) See again that that is another of those scenarios where if shah's on her own or if i'm just walking alongside her it's it's fine if i'm trying to help or if I'm having any part of this process (laughs) trying to help, (laughs) it kind of goes wrong. The last time Sharon and I were in a supermarket and I mean, I'm I'm picking stuff up and putting it in the basket or putting it in the trolley and Sharon must've said 20 times, I need to scan it. But for some reason, that little tiny bit of information just wouldn't go in my head. So (laughs) so I just kept putting stuff in, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or uh, if Sharon's on a Todd, or if I just stay out of the way, no problem at all. She's beep, beep, beep. Got it all done. Pays for it. Out we go. You know, but it's just when you're on the rub. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> we have one more from Twitter, uh, from cam at cam oh, 92.
1: Oh yeah. I saw it as well. I, apologies cam. The, <laughs> the gun a bit.
0: He says he was at a restaurant called wild jacks in Florida eons ago on a family holiday. Partway through the meal at Dan Griffin, 21 lost a tooth. My old man called the waiter over and exclaimed we had, that we had found said Tooth in his meal. Oh, my God. The waiter turned white and started to get a bit flustered. Safe to say we fessed up after a while, but the waiter took the joke excellently and didn't hold any grudges, we hope. Yeah, your food got spat in, dude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hope you didn't order like a, a dessert after that because that dessert got some, got some phlegm in it.
0: Mm, yeah, not a good look the, at all. The
1: custard was extra lumpy that day.
0: I lost a filling when I was at work going back years, right? And it was quite a substantial filling, but I didn't twig that it had come out until halfway through my pot noodle that I was eating on my break. So I put, I was eating, I went, oh God, wash that. And to me, it was just a big chunk of metal. And I just assumed it was out of my pot noodle because I didn't twig <laughs> it with my. Fill in. So I took a picture of it, jumped on the old Twitter machines, tweeted Golden Wonder, mate. Golden Wonder, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they were bloody brilliant, mate. <laughs> they were really yeah. apologetic. It's and... twenty-four pot noodles. Just yeah, don't they, were say they were absolutely, they were absolutely signed. And I reckon about half an hour later, I went, oh, okay, mm, oh, that makes a lot more sense now. And twig it was did, actually something did that was already.
1: Did you do the honourable thing like Cam and Dan did? Did you fess up? Yes. You didn't fess up, you I didn't, I didn't say a you damn word. You took mate. the, you grubby, grubby individual. You took the well. The the way customer I looked at
0: service it, and, and just rinsed them. The way I looked at it was enough times past, I don't actually know this person. So, you know, it's what it is, isn't it? Ridiculous. Well, you know, Bombay bad boy is Bombay bad boy, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know you anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so so much to everybody in the cwf on twitter and so on for messaging in your customer service tales uh magsy do you have any particularly to share or have we heard them now as we've gone through the chat
1: no i, we, uh, I have got one that grinds my gears and it's a relatively new concept well to me it mean, it may have been something that's been going on for a long while but um obviously during covid people were locked down so um we started doing online shopping um, tesco as though that kind of thing yep. um now i didn't know that there was this concept of substitutions so if an item that you huh. order isn't in stock <laughs> they'll send you a substitution now normally mm. it's uh they're pretty much the same. You'll order a particular uh, brand of eggs and they were in stock. So we've sent you these eggs or we you ordered this washing powder that wasn't available. We've sent you this washing powder. But sometimes they, they they do get it a little bit wrong because we've ordered potatoes and got sent washing up liquid. Um, Brilliant. We've ordered biscuits and got sent dishwasher tablets. I don't even have a dishwasher. You dumb motherfucker! Um, so they're <laughs> absolutely no use. Um, but yeah, that is just something that, that absolutely baffles me, that substituting what you wanted to buy in the first place for something that's totally not fit for the, the purpose that you wanted it for.
0: Mm, yeah very annoying we've been quite fortunate really and we do our online shop and most of the time they've got in what we want a couple of times they've done the substitutions thing i mean the last one was i bought like a little, the cheaper one pound pizzas from from iceland because they're you know in the freezer handy for the kids and they chuck them in if they're hungry whatever they didn't have any so they upgraded us to the posh pizzas
1: that's great and you don't get charged anymore no lovely stuff. It's, it's a it's a their problem yeah but it's just when you get something that you didn't want didn't need and is not even remotely a substitute for the thing that you you weren't able to have it's ridiculous mm.
0: exactly bud. exactly uh, should we scan through the chat mate should we scan through the chat before we talk a little while because they talk a little bit of wrestling but it's more a movie
1: well so. there is a there is a little bit of wrestling in there um So let's get back to where we were. Um, This one. So Cam says, Sir, loan shock to the major corporations. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be on the wrong side of the cheese roller. Amazing. And then you started sharing off um, saying that UPS has lost her corsets. Uh Um, The less uh, said about that, the better. We don't need any context there whatsoever. But. She actually comes to the defense of Evra saying there every driver is is excellent, even though she spelt it wrong twice and got it right <laughs> the, third, the third time look okay. Um and she agrees that there's absolutely no need to, to be rude at all. The please' no, thank mm-hmm. you cost you absolutely nothing. Yep, that's that's right. I don't get this generation of of people just no. being rude for the sake of it. Sharon loves a, a scanner. You shop, yeah, yeah. I like holding the gun. I love being the beep, beep person. But it's when you get to the checkout and Sharon then chucks in an insult. It must be your face. I don't have that problem. Yeah, I look <laughs> like I'm going to burgle that like, beans from yeah. Tesco or bread. You're swi-
0: yeah, you're 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 swiping like you know a frozen pizza and some fish fingers.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and
0: got, then finally, I,
1: well, I, I may be. The, the amount of times <laughs> I've stolen cheese from from Tesco is unreal. I'm, really? By the way, I've never stolen
0: cheese from Tesco. Uh, okay. My dad used to take um, magazines all the time. He's, <laughs> Not he's, from he, Tesco? <laughs> from Asda, yeah. From, it was from Asda they used to go to. It's when I was a kid. And I think he used to get a bit of a kick out of it. Because you know what? Like the child seats in the trolleys, they sort of fold back and forward, don't they? Yeah. So yeah, he just like slide him, slide him. No, in he the gap. used to put he used to put his car magazines and whatnot in car the, the, magazines. Sure, they not in top shelters. <laughs> He used to put it in a the bit in there, of so razzle. It, it didn't get um, creased or wrecked or anything like that in with the shopping, and just and never I, buy him. And a couple of times he forgot to pay for him. So I think this caused the light bulb to go off in my dad's head, and then free magazine. Yeah, I think he just kept doing it. <laughs> So stealing a
1: magazine, he got the thrill of not paying the two quid or whatever mm-hmm. the magazine were, and it made him a kleptomaniac. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I hope Gloucester police are listening along to this. Go and arrest <laughs> Sa's dad for the multiple nah, readers' wives magazines he's got.
0: There's got to be a, you know jurisdiction like the time limit I think statute <laughs> limitations on magazines limitations. yeah oh, it was on, in the 80s Wag
1: Mag- <laughs> 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 it,
0: it was the 80s it was a long time ago
1: <laughs> look at this cam i once got a cooker hood from b&q because they forgot to scan it and i wasn't gonna say anything you I, just, oh. when it comes to things like that i get a guilt feeling and i i it, it overwhelms me. No, when, oh, yeah. like, a, a guilt feeling is that no, a guilt. A guilty guilt. feeling.
0: Like,
1: yeah, guilt. <laughs> but, but you know when you've not done anything wrong, like when when you you see you see or you hear about someone else doing something, and you get that like, that guilt for them, even though you've known you've not done. Any, I know you clearly no. don't. You no, don't, I don't I feel don't. guilty <laughs> for the things you've done. the things you haven't <laughs> done. But that. Normal people will get a feeling <laughs> of like, like secondhand guilt almost. Yeah, I get that all the time. I'm the kind of person who, if something doesn't get scanned, I'll say, "Oh, you haven't scanned this, or I, is that price right? You need to check it." I, I might be a, a a fucking idiot for doing it, but I just can't. Like, I can't do that. It's just not in my nature, I suppose.
0: So you say about secondhand guilt? Are you now feeling guilty because Cam stole a cooker?
1: I am. I'm actually feeling guilty for <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the B&Q website and send oh. them an
0: email and pay
1: for that for that cooker. Wow. in his give context anyway. I paid for the other items, but they made me carry it to the trade counter and didn't scan it. <laughs> just just theft. Absolute theft. No, I, fair enough. Kings Pigsman once bought a shed, it arrived. So a few days later, the payment arrived in the bank. Amazing. That's that that's that would annoy me like when we bought stuff on on ebay uh and um the item hasn't come and then you contact the seller and you get the money back and then the item turns up i'll always pay i'll always contact that seller and say the item's turned up here's here's the money i can't be the person who goes oh a free item i've got my money back no it just (laughs) there's just something inside me that just won't allow that it's
0: because you're a good person Maxie.
1: Well, not everybody says so, but
0: there's them's the breaks. Me, on the other hand, i got plenty of shit <laughs> the people, but there we go. <laughs> you go on it specifically. You
1: had from the delivery person, so you don't have to pay for it.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> uh, again, thank you to everyone in the chat for, well, I suppose, letting us <coughs> keep behind the curtain in these... Uh, <coughs> Did you forget your meat button there, pal? Or- uh, did I not mute? I didn't. No. <laughs> that was brilliant. I, I can literally click the mute button. But never mind. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for, out? for uh, letting us know your customer service situations, and I suppose a little look into the CWF criminal underworld. I guess. <laughs> yeah, just the, the people who
1: I, who I associate with, I'm fairly disgusted. Uh, Kingspin's by the trying to trying to uh, give some justification says it was from Tesco Direct they won't miss it theft is theft sir feft is oh,
0: just it cookers not a victimless crime cookers sheds and magazines everywhere like <laughs> shall we talk then about what won this week's poll magazine uh,
1: we can I mean should I click the the certain button yes <laughs> Let's get ready to
0: rumble! Ready to rumble indeed. Indeed. I mean, that guy was in the film. He
1: was, wasn't he? He
0: was. The winner of this week's poll was me for the first time in what seems like half my life. Uh, But it wasn't a strict wrestling match that won it kind of bent the rules a little bit, copied a little bit of Magsy's previous, uh, you know, bad examples of how to play the game and went with a movie that is full of wrestlers and wrestling based, the 2000 film ready to rumble. And I've not seen this in a very, very long time. Max, you said you bloody love it. Have you not seen it for a while either? I've not. I've I've seen it multiple times, but I've
1: not seen it for uh, quite a few years um i think didn't we cover the 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 match uh that they had on on wcw that was based
0: on this i'm sure we did we i'll tell you what's funny really funny we covered slamboree 2000 the main event when david arquette went into the match as world champion yeah and we covered it two years ago this week
1: Wow. Well, I think that may be around the time that I re watched this
0: film last. Okay. Ah, fair enough. How, how weird a coincidence is that, though? That literally popped up on my Facebook memories this morning. Mm. Very strange, Very man. Isn't it? Very strange. Yes. But yes, ready to rumble. Uh, we're obviously going to be running through the film, talking about bits we liked, bits we disliked, and so on. So if you've not seen the movie, spoiler alert, but it is 23 years old. So, and it's not like there's any massive swerves involved so i think you can you know listen to what we're talking about and have not have the movie ruined for you
1: (laughs) i mean if you haven't watched it by now it's likely that you you're not going to ever watch it
0: Mm. yeah fair enough mate fair enough um i enjoyed this max i put this on a little bit i don't know a little bit unsure as to what i was going to get because some of those films from the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, that sort of American pie teen comedy kind of effort. I kind of banded this in with a similar sort of vibe to those films. Uh, Yeah, I I understand that. It was, um, it was a film
1: definitely aimed at the lowest common denominator of, of, of not only wrestling fans, but just of, of comedy in general. Very, Mm. um, very childish jokes. Um, the the two main characters are, are simpletons, um, <laughs> but it's not a bad film. I mean, it it gets a slating because of it makes wrestling fans look like fucking idiots, which mm. 90 of them actually are. So um, I think that a lot of the the hate for it is it's holding a mirror up to the the wrestling community. And and it, it's of a ridiculous time. The the two thousands were um a weird time for, for for comedy. Um but it's not it's not that bad of a film. It was not really? funny in parts. It's good to see um the the, the wrestlers that we know from our heyday of, of wrestling fans. Yeah, I I've gotta say I, I enjoyed watching it back.
0: Yeah, I, I did. Like I said, going in, I wasn't too sure what I was going to get, but I ended up really, really enjoying watching it back. I thought it was really funny in places. Um, the whole, like you said, holding a mirror up to wrestling fans and the two main characters are wrestling fans that are simpletons, as, as you say, and and they don't come off good in this at all, the wrestling fans, do they? No. I can understand why people who are wrestling fans dislike that aspect completely because it is quite insulting i guess if that's the stereotype that they're they're putting forward however if you can kind of get your head around that and you're okay with just an hour and a half of just silly nonsense and you're in the right frame of mind i think this i think you can really enjoy this yeah absolutely i mean
1: the if you um can kind of like take the the two main characters uh take away the fact that they're adults and, and put them in the same mindset that Uh, you as a wrestling fan uh, had when you were a child before you knew it was all scripted. Because I think there's a line in the film where uh, there's a a bit of an argument about wrestling being fake. Gordy,
0: wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not
1: fake! Mm -hmm. They they believed it was real. These two characters, uh, uh, Gordy and Sean, believed that wrestling was is real if you put yourself in that mindset i mean you would have to obviously be more of a child um but wrestling was real to, to you as a kid you would probably have a lot of the same feelings for your favorite wrestler that these do for <laughs> for jimmy the king
0: <laughs> Jimmy King. <laughs> okay a basic basic gist of the movie the basic plot if people are unaware jimmy king is the wcw world heavyweight champion he has been undefeated, not not champion, but undefeated for 14 years. I think they state at one point in the movie. Yeah. But he's a bit of a liability. He likes a beer. He's late for the shows and so on. We he also bel- have-
1: He's a wrestler that believes his own bullshit. They, yes. they try to paint him as the the fan favorite, but really he's a, he's a bit of an arsehole. He thinks mm-hmm. he's bigger than the wrestling world.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, The promoter, Mr. Sinclair, has had enough of his nonsense. uh, Titus Sinclair. Titus Sinclair. What a great wrestling name that is as well. (laughs)
1: It is, isn't it? It's a really
0: good absolutely name. And uh, Sinclair effectively decides, I've had enough of this guy's crap. And they effectively screw the guy like Bret Hart was screwed in Montreal. Mm-hmm. They changed the end of a match. So diamond Dallas page, who I thought was brilliant in this movie all the way through. Cause he's just playing diamond Dallas page. Yes.
1: <laughs> but, but even he's uh, shit on bad, this Tata Sinclair. He's, he's not made to feel like he's the next guy. He's taking over no. the mantle. He's just an, a body to re- to replace the King. He calls him yeah. an idiot. He says, anyone will be a better champion. Um, than, than King, even an idiot like you. So, Dallas is is just a, another pawn in this kind of uh, this conveyor belt of wrestling to Tatsu, who, who hates wrestlers, absolutely detests wrestling fans, uh, and thinks he's he he invented wrestling. I think he says, I, I gave you, uh, I invented wrestling or I gave you wrestling
0: yeah exactly exactly and and the show effectively well sorry the film effectively after we get a bit of sort of, uh, sort of familiarizing uh, familiarizing ourselves with the main two characters and their job role as <laughs> shit shovelers i guess Maxie. they drive a shit truck don't they let's be honest you,
1: you know that that was only in there for the poo jokes mm-hmm.
0: exactly there could have exactly. been
1: any any other job but it was all about the poo jocks.
0: It was. Uh, they drive a massive truck that empties port so a good basically. <laughs> with a job, massive
1: like. vacuum.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but they adore Jimmy King. He is their hero, and they're going to Monday Nitro to see him defend his title, and they're amazed it's happening. And on a Nitro, it's not even a pay-per-view. Yep. And King gets screwed, and Diamond Ice Page walks out with a belt. But there's so many wrestlers straight away, isn't there?
1: Yeah, but before we even get to that, um, they feel that they've jinxed the reason why they're going on oh, this, yes. Um, yes. this mission to help Jimmy is because they feel that they've jinxed um, <laughs> Jimmy, uh, because um, in their role as shit shovelers, um, Sean, one of the uh, the characters, needs to use the port, port-lu. but he also knows what's going to happen when he uses that portloo that his, uh, his, his friend Gorda is going to start sucking the shit out of the portloo and essentially suck the shit clean out of Sean's arse. So he tells Gorda not to do it. And
0: Friends always, don't do it to friends, he says. Friends he?
1: don't do it to friends. And he says, if you do this, Jimmy King will lose on natural. So Gorda sucks the shit out of him. We get a, a a pretty funny scene where, uh, Sean's been sucked down the toilet and toilet roll is going (laughs) everywhere. Uh, but yeah, essentially that happens. And then Jimmy King does lose. So they feel it's their fault Mm. and they have to, they have to repair the situation.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, that opening match then i guess um we we have the the big gold belt as the ww title there or a variation of it the coloring isn't exactly accurate but it's it's a version of the big gold belt and in that opening scene we have guys who are sort of helping page and sinclair screw jimmy king And that's the likes of Bam Bam Bigelow. Van Hammer was there. Van Hammer. I was like, what the hell is that guy doing? (laughs) What the fuck was Prince Ayakea doing in this film? Oh, yeah, exactly. But then we have, is it the King's Court? They call his little stable of wrestlers. Uh, It looks like they're coming out to help as well. And Mr. Perfect was one of those. And Mysterio was one. Yeah. They kicked the shit out of him as well. Yeah, everyone turns on the King. Uh, And he effectively then just disappears. He's told by Sinclair that he's never going to get a rematch. His career is over. That's it. Done and dusted. Um, And that's kind of, in theory, the end of this guy's career, Maxi, isn't it?
1: It is. And he goes off the radar.
0: Mm. Yes. And our two heroes try and track him down. Now... This I enjoyed because it really did age the movie as well. And again, I come back to those sort of movies that were around this sort of time. You literally get a character from American Pie in it. Sherman. Or an actor from American... Sherman, the Shermanator. The Shermanator. And he is using a very early version of the internet to try and help our two heroes track down where Jimmy King lives. And
1: and within seconds, uh, they're able to find not only where he where he lives but his wife their son and the fact he's got a uh an rv and the exact place where he's parked that rv <laughs> it's just MacGuffin oh. after MacGuffin after MacGuffin in this film just to it, just
0: to move the plot along the bit that really got me was when the he goes to uh the the sherman character gives them the address for jimmy king's parents house and they go to, his, and the, the mum and dad answer the door, and there's something is said. And, and the, one, the one character <laughs> yeah, goes, is Brilliant. The one character turns around right to his parents. His parents say something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but he disagrees. Is it Sean? <laughs> he, I think it is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's Sean. Yeah. Yeah, says, Sean disagrees. No, because you died, and he <laughs> has to get a second job to pay your bills.
0: <laughs> and he, he, <laughs> the, he said, the dad uh,
1: just goes, I should kick your ass, you little freak.
0: Because <laughs> I've oh, read the official Jimmy King autobiography, <laughs> and in that it says, you're dead.
1: <laughs> I think this, he had the
0: same ghostwriter as Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Uh, eventually they catch up with Jimmy King, who is wearing a dress <laughs> in a motorhome, and surrounded a by empty bottles and a wig, yes, because he's got various people after him so he's disguising himself as a woman in this motorhome and is basically having a little pity party for one i guess magsy mm-hmm. yes yeah very drunk
1: um doing this uh, something illegal with medication um mm. cuz he confuses the two characters for for delivering his his meds yes and then he stiffs them for $30 <laughs> for a 5 minute meeting <laughs> typical wrestler. And he's an absolute just a just a, a rincer of a, of a human yeah. being. He's just this is meant to be the the hero of wrestling uh to the fans. And he's a fucking bellend. He's an yeah. absolute tosser.
0: He's just a dirtbag, isn't he? He's just, he's just yeah, scum. He's just proper scum. We get so many stereotypes in this film. We talk about the stereotype of like, you know, how it, uh, how they portray wrestling fans and so on. Jimmy King to me ticks so many boxes for what so many wrestlers are actually like. <laughs> yeah, this was based on so
1: many different wrestlers all wrapped yeah. up in a ball.
0: Yeah. It, 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 the way he talks as well, Jimmy King, He the longer the movie goes, the more he slips into what comes across like a really shit Dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes mixed maybe. with a,
1: a little bit of flair and maybe a little bit of. Um, uh, Lawler, I think. Yeah. And then a bit yeah. of Gloucester thrown in there as well.
0: A bit of Gloucester. And he's going, of-
1: I will rule you.
0: <laughs> oh man. They basically take Jimmy King when he decides that he's going to take them up on their offer of getting a, a punch or one swing in on Sinclair. He's not interested in going back and winning the championship or anything like that, Cause he's saying wrestling is predetermined. It's fate. You kids are idiots and all this sort of shit. But if you can get me in a position where I get to punch Sinclair in the face for what he's done, I'm on board. So they sneak him into Nitro, magazine, don't they? <laughs> and how do they sneak him in with a porta cabin? A porta toilet, clever, mate. Very clever, because it's using it's using what they got access to.
1: Yeah, and it also gives Jimmy King a, a viable weapon to uh, to attack DDP because um, he uses the toilet seat.
0: Mm. Yes, when he's
1: called a humpback whale.
0: Ah, yes. DDP is cutting a promo backstage with Sinclair. And listen to me talking about this. Like it's a real fucking thing. It's (laughs) (laughs) yeah. uh, Wrestling's uh,
1: not fake.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's amazing. When David Arquette's character starts screaming that wrestling's not
1: fake.
0: Yes. They sneak him in. DDP is cutting a promo with his newly won world title. Eventually, King attacks him. It ends up in a brawl. Lots of people get thrown about. But Jimmy King pins Diamond Dallas Page backstage and is declared the new world champion before Titus Sinclair says, no, that match was unsanctioned. It's like, well, of course it fucking was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they do manage to get the the rematch um, Mm. out of uh, Titus. uh, And it's four weeks from now. On pay-per-view, um, you don't even have to win the match. You just have to survive. Yes. But technically, that's bullshit because he did have to win. There was specific parameters for winning the match that he mm-hmm. had to achieve. So surviving would have not been enough. He had to win the fucking match. So that was a fucking lie. Straight yeah, there. that was typical no promotion.
0: Uh, Now, One of my favorite characters in this film is Sal Bandini because King's a drunken mess. He's a a fat waster and he's never been in a real fight in his life by the looks of it. So Mm -hmm. he has to train. So they find him a trainer, Sal Bandini. And apparently this guy was written and based upon a combination of Lou Fez and Stu Hart with the way he's training people.
1: Yeah, Stu Hart. I definitely get. Um, I don't know a lot about Lou although I do know he's, uh, he was. He trained and was an influence on a lot of wrestlers. But he so reminded me of Bob Backlund. It's unreal. Oh. That very old school kind of like catches, catch can wrestling, but also as 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 loopy as a fruit bat, just properly, mm. properly crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you know, hundred and five years old or something it's stupid <laughs> like that, isn't he? And when we first meet him, he's he's got this dingy little training facility, and he's. Oh, I'm just finishing up.
1: It's not a. Tra- it's literally yeah, a It's flat. A <laughs>
0: flat. <laughs> I'm just finishing out with a local college wrestling team, and the door the door stands open, and they're <laughs> all, all like bandaged up,
1: ass packs on, on their head, and and uh, then when they're coming out, he's, he's telling them you need to to stretch more, and and you need to attack people's strength because hmm. attacking the weaknesses is they're expecting that you should go right down the middle attack the strengths which is bad advice really
0: yeah totally totally <laughs> uh we also get the character of sasha who is <laughs> one of the nitro girls and again it's one of those characters oh i suppose the same as jimmy king's wife who they they encounter earlier on mm-hmm. uh played by someone who really ages the date of this film really yeah, sort of time uh, jimmy i think jimmy's
1: wife was was it one of the aunties out of sabrina the Witch?
0: yeah spot on it's one of the aunties out of sabrina and i know um, i know sasha was rose mcgowan the, yes the, from John. The,
1: yeah and and she's the woman who started the the whole uh me too uh hashtag uh with uh, harvey Weinstein and stuff
0: like that okay i didn't know that i just thought she was from john
1: I mean, she was from charm. That that is a fact. But that's the woman who started the whole
0: uh, hashtag. Oh, okay. Ah, Right. Fair enough. Uh, She is basically the object of David Arquette's character's desire. (laughs) He thinks she is wonderful.
1: He's got her poster on the wall, and she goes through all these poses now. Is it this one? Or is it this one? And no, it's the one where she's bent over a car, with her ass out and uh, looking back towards the camera. Oh yeah, he's he's infatuated with Sasha. Yes.
0: And Sinclair, the promoter, uses this to their advantage. Sends Sasha in to basically uh, spy on what's going on and act as uh, Arquette's Legend. Yeah. 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 Act as cats love interest, and she's feeding information back to Sinclair, and this leads to a scene I loved because they find out that Jimmy King is being trained by Sal. So they send guys around to sort him out. And who are those <laughs> they, guys, Mags? <laughs> they send two of the legitimate <laughs> toughest guys in
1: the company. They send Perry Saturn and they send Sid Vicious Yeah, to it's sneak amazing. in, to sneak into his house, into his flat. And you see him creeping about and, and, they think that they've 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 got this a hundred, I think he's a hundred and three in the film, uh, this 103-year-old man, and he beats the shit out of him.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's catchphrase, isn't it? Wanna wrestle? And they yeah. just hook both their legs. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they do eventually, uh, the, the
1: numbers catches up with him. Um, and whilst he's giving um Perry Saturn an, an ass whooping, uh Sid Vicious. Uh, is able to, to overpower him and they put the poor guy into hospital mm. um, and then we get a scene where um, S- Sid and, uh, and Perry are in uh, Sinclair's office and Perry is absolutely beat to living smithereens and Sid Vicious is holding a towel to his face crying <laughs>
0: It's so good, isn't it? Because Sid still looks like an absolute killer, but he's just there <laughs> weeping. Because <laughs> this old guy's kicking the shit out of him. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, in the hospital, however, this is where Arquette's character is. I keep forgetting the guy's... What's his character's name? Gordy. Gordy, that's him. Uh, where Gordy um, finds out Sasha is working with Sinclair, and she has tipped off Sinclair as to overhe- training. He overhears
1: the phone call, doesn't he? Yeah. Where... She's um, she's telling Sinclair that she she loves him and uh-huh. that she's going to be in uh, the the next head natural girl and she wants out of this hick shit all.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, going back to that though, uh, she, she they say uh, when that when um Gordy and Sasha first uh, meet, she says she's from Cody, Wyoming, and he says, "Oh, I'm from Lusk." Which is like just two minutes away. The reason why they use Cody Wyoming is because that's where Eric Bischoff is from.
0: Yes, that's where he lives now as well. Yeah, that's where he yeah. lives now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Bischoff was supposed to be involved in the film, um, <laughs> yeah, and he
1: just he saw it and thought, "Fuck this!" So <laughs> huh? they got Joe well, Pantoliano to to be the Eric Bischoff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Trev- uh, Titus Sinclair. I was going to say Trevor Sinclair. There. That's not right. He's played for QPR. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Sinclair, dude. That's a whole different movie of Trevor Sinclair was not it. Yeah, apparently Titus Sinclair w- uh, was written because Bischoff was fired by WCW before the movie. <laughs> Probably because he
1: greenlit this movie. <laughs> yeah, potentially.
0: Oh, dear. Um, it's decided that the training needs to go back to basics. So they drive back out to Wyoming, which is all you know, farmland and so on. And they don't try for, to.
1: don't forget the scene where they were clearly advertising Butterfingers because it's mentioned oh, yes. multiple times.
0: Yes, indeed, they were very keen on their Butterfingers. Uh, they're trying to assemble a group for the king to you know have alongside him because they've they really tried to get people like goldberg in goldberg's in the gym and they're approaching goldberg to be like can you be you know one of the king's men can you can you sort of have his back and goldberg's like i work alone and all this sort of stuff
1: (laughs) there's a whole scene there though it's a really good scene where um king is trying to say to Goldberg, look we've had some really good times Uh, and then (laughs) he says do you not remember when i when uh this happened in a match and he went, Yeah, you were my tag team partner. Um, so and, you puked essentially, on me. <laughs> and you puked on me, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um so yeah, so they were basically this is uh Goldberg saying he likes Jimmy King. Uh, he uh he has a, a soft spot for him, but he works alone, he's not having nothing to do with with helping Jimmy King
0: exactly uh so they, they assemble a, a ragtag group of just randomers from from Wyoming don't they That's... very
1: much like another film uh, like mystery men you'll have not watched it but it's uh, about superheroes with ridiculous superpowers uh yeah we get some some characters from uh from from then um their trials. um i think one that they do pick is uh for uh, Fred the fireman, so that's one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and his catchphrase a lot of the catchphrases are, are pretty much the same as Jimmy King's with a one word change. So, Jimmy King's oh. uh, catchphrase is, I will rule you. The Fred the fireman is, I will hose you, which <laughs> is brilliant. <laughs> and then we get, um, I think, I think the girl's called Mary, who looks like, um, like a, an innocent little, um, hillbilly slash, um, farmer girl. Yeah. Uh, and they the Jimmy King and his and, uh, is uh, he's two sidekicks. Don't think much of her until she rips off a her, her dress. And she's, uh, <laughs> essentially a dominatrix underneath, which is, uh, which is fun. Uh, Jimmy King comes out of the line. What's she going to
0: do? Boob them to death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, the single down best character they, they have is the chewer.
0: Oh and God, why is he it? called
1: the chewer? Because he chews tobacco with about four teeth in his mouth.
0: Yeah. yeah I got I got Skinner vibes from that dude. Yeah, I weren't a fan very of it, so no. Well no, not good.
1: Skinner Skinner uh, and the the Godwins.
0: Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, good shot, yeah. Now We also hear when they're back in Wyoming get Gordy's dad arriving, who is a policeman, his whole family, his wife is a policeman. His daughter has just shot her first perp and they're incredibly proud of her. In the butthole. In the butthole. Yeah. (laughs) And he is adamant that he's not going to waste his life on this silly wrestling thing. Mm -hmm. And we get lines like there's going to be no skimpy outfits, no touching ever. And and this kind of brings me to a point I want to ask you about Maxie, because we talk about wrestling, being very much of its time, when we look at older stuff uh, and so on, uh, and you know when we look at TV programs from a podcast or whatever, certain situations, and interviews, and comments being of their time. This film doesn't feel old, even though it's twenty three years of age. But there are certain things that get said that are a little bit, a little bit off in present mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Like they haven't aged well. Maybe so certain sexist comments and, and certain. I mean, I don't think there's anything that leans towards racism potentially, but there's maybe a bit of homophobia from some of the older characters.
1: Yeah, and and that that is probably still prevalent now. It's just mm. it's it's now called out when it happens. But yeah, in this movie, they they definitely do use stuff like that for uh, for comic effect. Uh, the good thing about that that uh, the 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 police officer. He's in the film pretty early on when uh, when the guys are all hanging out uh, outside the Seven yes. Eleven. You get this ridiculous scene where they're trying to con an extra Slurpee out of the out of the 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 the, uh, the the shopkeeper by putting his finger up his arse and making it feel that's like so the, that's, that's The Slurpee stinks of shit, um, but the copper uh, comes and 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 tries to bust. Sean, who is Gordy's friend, um, and he grabs his balls, and uh, <laughs> he says, it's, "The copper basically gives him the opportunity to be in." in uh, does it, Do you? Would you not like to be on on the other side? Of this? he goes, and uh, Sean says, "What you mean, me with my hands on your balls?" <laughs> um, so you do get some comic effect from that copper. And then there's yeah. another point where he finds out that his son uh, is going to be in, uh, wrestling. And he pins a, a picture um, on the on the fridge, and he shoots. He empties his gun at the fridge, yeah. and misses with pretty much every single shot. It's amazing.
0: Uh, and what I love about that as well is where he's shot the fridge door up, and stuff is pouring out the fridge. It's all different colours from where he's hit a bottle of orange juice. So the yeah. orange is pouring out. There's milk pouring out of another one. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it is. Um. It- <laughs> Basically, Gordy is not going to the wrestling. He's not going to be there in King's Corner when he gets his, 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 uh, his He's match.
1: been beat down by his dad. His yes. dad said, look, yeah. this is not a future for you. Uh, you enter the family business of being a police officer. Yeah, which exactly. It's shocking um, because Gordy is a, a fucking idiot. There's no two ways about it. He's a, he's a, he's a moron. <laughs> He's an absolute yes. moron. So the fact he's going to be a police officer is shocking.
0: Yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, I suppose this then takes us to the pay-per-view, doesn't it? We, we have, it's at the MGM grand, which is where it, Halloween. It claims, carpet, but
1: the shots of it are definitely the size of the ECW arena.
0: Yes, exactly. And, Basically, we have a triple cage, which if you go and check out Slamboree 2000... cage on top of another cage. On top of of
1: another cage.
0: If you go and check out Slamboree 2000 on the WWE Network, uh, David Arquette ended up the WCW World Champion for real and he defends the title in a triple cage inspired by this movie or took from the match for the movie or whatever. So that's quite interesting because you see this actual match type for real in WCW, which is brilliant and also just batshit crazy at the same time.
1: Yeah, and it's a, a sad indictment on the match tap that the one in in the film is way more
0: entertaining
1: than the one
0: <laughs> on the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my word. Um but before the match starts though, we get a cut to Mr. Sinclair again. And he needs to make sure Jimmy King doesn't win back the title and the one million dollars he has been promised if he wins. So he's speaking to, I suppose, a secret weapon, Magsy. Who was he chatting to at the back? There?
1: Well, firstly, doesn't he uh, threaten Goldberg? There's a scene where I think he threatens Goldberg, and Goldberg is just having none of it. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, he's backstage, and we see the cross Sting.
0: Yeah, he's I love this Sting. If 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 uh, King wins, I will kill you. He tells. Yeah, no, I will, pretty I will much, yeah. Kill you is I what he says. Will kill you,
1: yeah. Um, just, yeah. And Sting is, he's not the best actor. He's a pretty much ninety percent of his scenes. He's just stone faced, and I get that. That's the Sting mm. character. But Jesus Christ, ham it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He kind of just stands there and you know, like you said, stone face stares ahead and so on. Um, but I got a kick out of that, seeing Sting painted up and with a baseball bat and, and all that sort of great stuff. Uh the entrances I enjoyed as well. Michael Buffer does the entrances, introduces mm-hmm. Jimmy King and, and so on. And he's giving instructions to Sean, who is dressed all in red a red suit as his manager. And he's saying
1: Sugar, Sean Sugar Daddy Dawkins now.
0: Yes, which is funny. Sugar, hey, oh, what's his name? The Hurricane Sugar Shane Helms was his stunt double in the movie. All right, which is quite cool. He doesn't do much stunts, no, no. And Chris Canyon did most of Oliver Platt's stunts, apparently. Who was you you can definitely tell because there's times
1: where, um, Jimmy King is looks pretty slav and then it cuts to him and he's uh oliver platt the actor is 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 quite he's a little bit of a chubby guy um and you can definitely tell it's not the same person doing the wrestling exactly. moves
0: <laughs> but he's running through with his manager certain instructions you gotta make sure that my my you know my stable support me when needed keep an eye out in case they send interference down and then he says something else as the music hits that sean doesn't quite hear <laughs> so he, come, he comes running watch out after the pyro. Like, what, yeah what was that you said what was that you said and the instruction was watch out for the pyro so he runs into the pyro going off and it sets his fire oh dear idiots um the match is you know it, it, this is where it gets really silly and over the top and hollywood but it's still funny if, if you sort of, don't expect too much you can still really find funny moments in this we end up with so many wrestlers involved again because everyone gets in the ring and from both sides and we end up with you know the king finding out he has got some friends magsy
1: well yeah he, he had fred the fireman and uh, no,
0: not bad, not the <laughs> no, King
1: really. His <laughs> real king's men come out. Um, he's got Booker T, I think he's one of them. He had Goldberg, as obviously because he'd been mentioned in the film. Booker T was one of his king's men. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, who Kidman? was the other one?
0: Kidman, yes, Billy Kidman, Kidman was there, Kidman was there, yeah. and, his wife beat her t-shirt and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the ring is full of people battling away. Page Every,
1: everybody who was anybody in wcw was in this scene of the film because they all needed to get a payday apart from lex luger well and i mean we, we did no get that we did get savage with his own scene as well where he That's wrestled true. yes wrestled in the supermarket
0: <laughs> oh man um oh disco inferno as well was with the which is disco. Disco inferno.
1: So that was another thing I actually picked up on. So when uh, the King's men come down to the ring, uh, obviously Goldberg is a big focus and he, he attacks a couple of people, uh, but pretty much all of them start beating down on, on, on the baddies apart from disco inferno who gets the shit kicked out of him, which I thought was brilliant.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant we get King and DDP climbing the cage, getting right to the top. And it's, you know, they got, it's it's basically a ladder match, isn't it? You got to grab the, Mm -hmm. the belt from the top of this massive cage. And it looks like DDP has this secured. And here comes sting swooping down. Like the superhero he is with his sting music playing as this happens or a variation of it knocks DDP flying. And honestly, you know, eat your heart, Mick Foley. What a bump page took
1: (laughs) right the way. Uh, it takes more than one bump because that, that, uh, kicks him, kicks him down to cage one, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And that sting comes with the classic line. Jimmy King is all right with me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brilliant (laughs) acting, brilliant acting. (laughs) page ends up getting body slammed by king and goes through every layer of i mean yeah just just murder yeah and
1: and if you watch the if you see when he goes through each of the 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 layers of the cages he's not taking that bump particularly well uh he goes through (laughs) it net first which is never a good thing but luckily with the magic of editing he lands flat back uh and he doesn't die from going through
0: (laughs) Thirty <laughs> legitimate feet ah. of 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 cage. Mm, there we go. Um, and and that's kind of the end of the event. Jimmy King is world champion. Uh, oh, Gordy is Gordy's arrived again, hasn't he? Sorry, he's he's turned yeah. up in his police uniform, and that is his new wrestling gimmick. Apparently, he
1: turned he turned up on a back because the the King's <laughs> men couldn't get in the ring because they, they they locked it with a chain. and he turns up on a back. A police bat drives it all the way through the the cage, uh, yeah. and that that brings his dad, who is watching at the police station with the rest of his family. That brings his dad around because he's he's seeing that his son is is uh, showing that he's a police officer and he's he's looking mean with all these uh, wrestlers around him. So his dad is now fully on board with uh, with Gordo. AKA the law whose catchphrase is I will bust you. Not I will crown you or I will rule you. I will bust you. Um, He's proud of his son now being a wrestler.
0: Yeah. And that takes us back to, I suppose, a repeat of the very opening scene of the movie where they're outside the, the shop, the off license, whatever. And the shopkeeper is, has been particularly mean to some kids. Mm -hmm. and Berg's there in full gear in his trunks. Beating the piss out of the shopkeeper before getting in a car. I like the idea that these guys just go around in full gimmick all of the time.
1: Yeah, and the car that they get in is is awesome because it's essentially a like a, a Hummer style, but it's got a hot tub on yeah. the back. And who's in the hot tub? All in the goddamn actual hero of this film, Sal Baldi, uh, Baldina, with two natural girls Fair living time. living his best laugh.
0: Ah, Magsie, in summary then, ready to rumble, the movie from 2000. What are your thoughts?
1: If you are watching this, and it's uh, in the chat that uh, Cam has not seen this, and he's uh, he's going to download it to watch tomorrow. Firstly, check your brain at the door, because if you're looking for uh, a film that will inspire you mentally, this ain't it. This is not it. But if you've got a, a slight passive interest in wrestling um it's it's a it's a fun film ignore the ratings that it's got because it's not got good ratings whatsoever uh if you just check your brain at the door this is a great film it really is it's just yeah, fun it's just it a is. fun film
0: it is indeed it is indeed it is fun it, seeing the wrestlers in the movie um and we didn't even mention john cena Max, did we No, so in the Goldberg
1: scene where um, the guys are trying to get Goldberg uh, to come onto uh, uh, Jimmy's team, um, you see Cena in the background uh, put um, on the butterfly weights machine uh, with bright blonde hair. Um, You see him there, I think he's in a couple of, you see him for a couple of seconds, but he's literally staring at the camera uh, in yeah. the background, such, such a bad acting. But yeah, John Cena's just, in there.
0: He's just an extra, isn't he? He's like, he's got nothing yeah. to do with anything. No, you know? he's literally just there um, as just a gym, a gym guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was his, it was his media debut. Apparently is the term they use. Cause he'd never been on the Well, he, he
1: definitely before. didn't know that you shouldn't stare directly at the camera.
0: <laughs> <Break> <laughs> Keep the your the eyes on the hard ball. cam. Keep your eyes on the hard cam, pal. <laughs> um, it is it is fun. It is just it's silly nonsense. And it is. I, I came away from it having laughed a lot. It was fun. Again, it's not going to be mentally challenging for you. So go into this in the right frame of mind. If you're grumpy and you put it on, you're going to think it's nonsense. Go into it in a decent frame of mind. You're going to enjoy it, I think. It's yeah. funny. It's silly. It's daft. I mean, if you watch pro wrestling, you enjoy things that are silly and daft anyway, so why wouldn't you enjoy this? Pretty and much. at the end, the good guys win. And that's what I want, Mags.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All is well in the end. We there get we a redemption out for Jimmy King. He's he's realized the error of his ways, he's made up with his son and his and his wife. All is good in the end.
0: Yeah, there we go.
1: Do we rate this? Yeah, I rate it. I'm definitely gonna rate it. Um whilst it's not a match in the, in the traditional sense, um, there is wrestling in there, although very, very, uh, over the top and scripted that the four post massacre, that's a sight to behold, especially when you get the, the (laughs) under underhead cam where you see Van Hammer and Prince Iakea. And I think it's Perry Saturn and Bam Bam Bigelow all mid flat. That's a, a sight to behold. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the main match is ridiculous, but it's fun. Um, so, it's not going to win any awards for technical wrestling, but for me, this was enjoyable, and I've watched actual wrestling matches I hated way, way more than this. <laughs> so, I'm going to give this a
0: seven. Okay. Okay. In my head, I had six, because I look at another WSW match, Booker T, Scott Steiner. As my benchmark. Your
1: benchmark, and it's better than
0: that. (laughs) I enjoyed I had a lot more fun watching this than I did that. So I'm thinking six, six and a half and miss self magazine. Yeah, but again, it's it's enjoyable. There's enough there to make you laugh and so on. So Mm -hmm. uh shall we uh get on to what we're gonna potentially look at next week, my friend? What are Uh, you linking to from this movie?
1: So the the obvious links would be to use the the plethora of WCW wrestlers in this film. There's so many ways you could go, but no, I'm not going to take the easy way out. Um, So Gordy, the main character, uh, David Arquette's character, uh, he achieves his dream of being a wrestler and his wrestling gimmick is the law. He's the, he's a police officer. Now we've seen, we've seen that gimmick somewhere before.
0: Interesting.
1: From a little town called Cobb County, Georgia. going to go with the link of police officers then i'm going to go with the big boss man okay now a lot of big boss man's early run matches weren't particularly long so there's not a lot of meat on the bone but he the big boss man uh is included in one of probably the most important um things that's ever happened in wrestling and that's the streak he was uh He was the undertaker's opponent at wrestlemania 15 in a hell in a cell match a hell in a cell match where he was hung from the cell so i'm taking that as the link for this week we are going to wrestlemania 15 from philadelphia and bossman versus undertaker in a hell in a cell match
0: you know, very memorable encounter for various... For different... all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna, if that wins, that's going to be some fun, talking about that. That's going to be fun. My um, Actually, my link is also a WrestleMania match magazine. Mm-hmm. So stop me if we've covered it before. I'm fairly certain we haven't. <laughs> in fact, I know we mm-hmm. haven't. Know we haven't. Uh, I'm going to use one of the wrestlers we've seen in the movie, and it's the aforementioned Randy Savage from the opening... Fight scene in the shop. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant moment in that when he gets body slammed in the shop and the shake of the ring makes all the tins and cans <laughs> fall off the shelves. That is that's superb. But anyway, and I think Randy Savage is one of the the best to ever do it. Very long career, brilliant title matches, brilliant as a babyface, brilliant as a heel. Numerous world titles in ww a couple of world titles in the wf and I'd like to go back and watch him. Basically, win is first. WrestleMania 4. Now, this was a one-night tournament. It was. Um, A huge event. Hogan, Andre, all these big names. All the names you can imagine at that time in the WWF vying for the vacant WWF world title. Savage wrestled three times on that particular show. I'd like to look at the final as the main match, but I also think we'll probably dip our toes into the other matches a little bit when we talk about the card and so on. So the main event of WrestleMania 4 ended up being... Randy Savage versus the million dollar man, Ted DiBiossi for the vacant WWF world title. And Savage also wrestled Butch Reed and the one man gang earlier in the event. So that's what I would like to put forward.
1: Great pick. Okay. I, I do like mine better, but
0: there you <laughs> <we go>. <laughs> So those are your options for next week's poll Two very different, Wrestlemania matches from two very different wrestling eras I think and and no babysitting dogs in sat no definitely not definitely not Wrestlemania 15 The Big Boss Man versus The Undertaker Hell in a Cell or Randy Savage winning the WWF title against Ted DiBiase, and a couple of other matches maybe looked at at the same time yeah, at WrestleMania four. So keep your eyes out on our social medias at chain underscore wrestling to vote in the poll, retweet, and all that great stuff. Maxie, before we depart, shall we scan through the chat quickly, my friend?
1: Yes, let's let's have a quick look. Uh, there's a lot of um, grief about Dan B and Sid not being allowed scissors. <laughs> Apparently Danny's not to be trusted because of the multiple times the scissors I was carrying found their way into people. That that really kind of sparked Scottish Danny's uh, uh, fascination with <laughs> with stabbing. Um, <laughs> Scottish Danny then says, uh, I wish we got a Jimmy King appearance at some point, even as a guest horse of Raw. Wouldn't it have been amazing if we had Jimmy King as the King Jerry Lawler's replacement? for um for announcer for well for commentator
0: wearing the dress and the wig and swinging a ball. <laughs> <laughs> and charging 30
1: dollars for a five minute uh, chat that's ridiculous um cam says he's never seen this so um and i don't recommend this they start um dm'ing each other spurious links to this movie now that brings me on to something else for this. I haven't actually got a copy of this. I'm assuming you've got a copy of it on nope. VHS. No. It's not on Netflix or on Amazon Prime or uh, Google yep. Play. Yeah. You have to pay for it everywhere you go. Yeah. 3
0: pound I mean, 49 3 pound 49 Did you, did you pay? Me. I did, mate. I paid. I'm professional.
1: I'd, I definitely didn't pay. And I definitely
0: didn't torrent it. I promise. So you're stealing somebody's creation there you're and you literally on this (laughs) exact show you're talking about guilt for thieving and you're stealing Uh, movies that
1: that's a victimless (laughs) crap
0: is it really yeah the only victim in (laughs) this was me because
1: i had to watch david arquette talking about poo for half of the half of the film (laughs) Uh, so king's Uh, big banner said is it all stationary that dance not loud or just the sharp sharp ones uh you don't want to know the horrors I can inflict with a hole punch. <laughs> Ear piercing as a sideline. Uh, I'm getting some love for my shout of uh mystery men. Um absolute shout. It's a great film. If if you ever watch something that, that is recommended to you on, on ASR, go and watch Mystery Men. It's a great film.
0: I'll add it to the list.
1: Of of films that you will never ever watch. <laughs> so yeah the 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 illegal copies of the film got shared around um just you're disgusting
0: we do not um, condone that
1: dan griffin says if one of you doesn't pick no holds barred and we didn't so thank god for that do you know what um, i don't think i've seen no holds barred the, the the you've never seen the film i think i've seen it one I time
0: th- i don't think i have
1: don't, well, it's too late to dominate. You're not changing your
0: answer. We're not watching another bloody wrestling movie. No, I'm, no, no. I'm happy with what I put forward. But yeah, maybe that's an option for for another time.
1: <laughs> so Dan says he loves the, the Taker versus Bossman match and then switches like the flip-flop he is to how about a 50-50?
0: No, no more 50-50s.
1: Calls me a pirate. He would absolutely <laughs> steal a movie. You, you wouldn't download a car. Um, <laughs> and then... Cam says pot kettle, Mister Mags, outrageous. Yeah, but this
0: is a victimless crime, so I'm allowed. I, I, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> thank you so so much, everybody, for um, joining in in the chat, messaging on Twitter, voting in the polls, all that great stuff. It's you know it's it's fantastic that everyone joins us. My wife in the chat there. What does she say, Magsy? She
1: said she just deleted a rant about illegal downloads. I'll save that one for <laughs> our Palace. That, oh. no, that will be a rant worth listening to.
0: And yeah, I agree it
1: with will. you. These guys just amaze me every week that they they keep coming back and and listening to our absolute tosh and, and just adding so much to the show. Um yeah. like we say every week, um you guys make this show. Um, your input is absolutely amazing. We love the fact that you're you're back here every week. Uh, going on this ridiculous journey with us. We we can't thank you enough for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mate. Exactly. Uh Mag Z, whereabouts can people find you? Um there
1: and look out in your DMs, people. I'll be uh looking for some uh outsourcing questions uh for next week's Mags versus sa where we will then also debut the new intro music-slash-graphic
0: yeah um, I it, say. It's, it's, it's brilliant you, it is, it was,
1: it's the best work i have ever done
0: honestly i cried with laughter when Maggie played me that just before we went live <laughs> it was super so that's something to look forward to next week uh you can find anything i'm involved in via the network that carries this show so that's at sjp world media on facebook and twitter and to coming up just this week we've got the Doctor Who pod, looking at a William Hartnell episode. We've got Nitro Nights, uh, a bonus episode of Nitro Knights, actually, as well. Two episodes dropping on Thursday. We look at, Scotch Danny and I look at Bash at the Beach 96. We've finally reached the night of Hogan's turn. And to go along with that, we have our special NWO bonus episode, the formation of the NWO. Uh, we go... Our best part of two and a half hours talking about all sorts and i'm so so proud of it listening back editing it it's i'm really proud of that episode so make sure you check that out and share it as well uh yeah it's it just so much so much murder in mind podcast restarting friday waiting room episodes being recorded again so much going on so much just check it all out at sjp world media and you can follow this show on facebook instagram twitter and that TikTok tock thingamy at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling sharon in the chat there saying am i not the games master magazine we did mention about getting sharon on to ask the questions at one point didn't we
1: we did i mean uh-huh. you've got to remember sharon that Sarah forgot about it till the day of and only <laughs> remembered to have three questions so this will be a section uh that evolves gradually (laughs) so i would love for for sharon to to be the games master but we've got to get there
0: we will see how things shape up in the coming week um i'm I'm looking forward to what the course it was for ah (laughs) brilliant amazing Amazing. (laughs) ah yes make sure you like follow subscribe, chuck us a great big fat five star review on all your podcast platforms because we deserve it because we are fucking awesome Magsy. I'm off now to start one of those online GoFundMe jobs because I reckon, with a few quid, we can get ready to rumble two-made. I'll see you next week, my friend. Don't ever do that. Gordy, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake!